Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and then let's see what God has to uh, say to us uh, on today. Father, we love you today. We praise you today. We thank you today. God, we ask you to forgive us of our sins, forgive us of our shortcomings, have your way in this space, touch like only you can, heal like only you can, move like only you can. God, we are here for a move um, over uh, today, God, and we uh, certainly look forward to what you have to say. Lord, as always, when it's all said and done, we'll be careful to give your name all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, family, today, our um our scripture is found in Psalm um 85. Psalm 85. I want to tell y'all, I've been saying this uh all week, and I'm not just saying it. I truly believe that uh um revival is is in the land and it's available for anyone that wants to uh to 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 receive it, and you just have to be open to various shifts and and moves of God. And uh tonight, and I'll say it again at the end, tonight we will instead of having our normal Wednesday night uh, Bible study, which has been really good, and the turnout has been real strong lately. Shout out to y'all for the questions, but we shifted tonight, and we're going to have a dynamic, full-out worship service so we can continue to see uh, God move. We're simply calling it the extension. It's an extension of what God started on Sunday, uh, where we just saw people just laying out cash straight before the Lord, um, even after worship was over. It's an extension of what God has started to do. So if you um, uh, have some plans, change them. <laughs> you know, it, may, it may be some things that you may not be able to change, but I want to encourage you to join us. And more importantly, what I need you to do, I, I would need you to do is pray. Psalm 85, New Living Translation. Um, let's see what God has to say to us today, starting at uh, uh, verse one. Lord, you poured uh, out blessings on your land. You restored the fortunes of Israel. You forgave the guilt of your people. Yes, you covered all their sins. Selah. You held back your fury. You kept your blazing anger. Now restore us again, O God of our salvation. Put aside your anger against us once more. Will you be angry with us always? Will you prolong your wrath to all generations? Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. And I would just like to use um, as a subject on today, it's a simple one, y'all. Um, revival is here. Revival uh is here uh psalm 85 is an amazing uh psalm uh it is it is written um with the concept of being accompanied with uh music it is uh, written um um uh, by the descendants of korah korah himself uh was not necessarily a person that was in an 
alignment with with God's will, but his descendants ultimately uh, being uh, end up being worship leaders. His descendants ultimately end up being individuals that realize uh, uh, where their help came from. Isn't it amazing uh, that we don't have to be uh, bound by um, generational curses? We don't have to be bound by what uh, our uh, people did before us. We can be free um, in our own right, and the, and the descendants of Korah were free uh, in their own right. They they realized for themselves uh, that God uh, was truly the Alpha and the Omega, and they worshipped him in an amazing way. So this song is for the choir director because they said this song uh, declares uh, some worship, and I guess it uh, makes sense as it relates to the context that they're uh, talking about. Uh, first and foremost, in this particular psalm, there's some reflection uh, that happens at it. Uh, they're, they're reflecting over a time where uh, they were uh, brought out of bondage. Listen, can I get some participation this morning? I know some of you may be driving, some of you still may be resting, but you know, we got one eye open and one ear open. But I want to talk uh, as much as we can virtually, that is. Uh, I want you to type into the comments as I go through. Um, this is a good one. It's a multifaceted question. Um, has God brought you out of something, uh, but, you're, but, but, but there's still some work to be done? Um, if, if so, you can kind of relate to what's going on in Psalm 85, primarily through one through eight. What has happened is that God has brought them out of bondage. Uh, the, the Bible does not say in particular which uh, time. Uh, many believe it was out of Babylonian captivity, uh, but it's interesting that the Bible doesn't make it clear which bondage they were being brought out of, because also that's a reminder that sometimes we've been out of bondage on more than, we've been in bondage on more than one occasion, and we've been in uh, we've been in something on more than one time, and but yet still God has brought us out. But since this is the raw and real place, is there anybody on Zoom, anybody on Facebook that don't mind being honest and saying, yes, God did bring me out, uh, but I lost some stuff while I was in it. You ever talk to somebody that has been incarcerated? Uh, they will tell you that while it's good to be free, uh, they lost something uh, while they were in it. You ever talk to a uh, combat veteran? They say, well, I'm glad my uh, deployment is over. I, I I lost something in the fight. You know anybody um, that went through a season of, uh, of, of, of divorce and, and that was a painful season. They're glad to be on the other side of it. And they said, I'm glad to be on the other side of it, but uh, but uh, but I but I lost something in, in the in the transition. Is there anybody out here knows what it feels like to be out of bondage, but you lost something in the middle of it? I know uh, several cancer survivors that said, Pastor Walt, uh, I'm so glad that I came out of this. But when I was going through the chemo, I, I lost a little something. When I was when I was going through this, when I was going through that, I, I lost a little something. I know somebody that once told me that I'm glad to come out of depression, but I, I just, I'm still not quite myself. Are y'all going to talk to me this morning? Facebook talking to me. Zoom, y'all going to talk to me. YouTube going to talk to me. Is there anybody out here that knows what it feels like for, to come out of something, but you lost you lost a little bit in the in the fight? If you ever been in a real fight, if you ever been in a real struggle, if you ever been in a real battle, you're going to lose something in the in the fight. It's hard to get in a boxing ring and not at least get, get your eye dotted every now and then you still may win but you lose something in the fight and so that's what happens here uh the the, the psalmist is saying uh lord we thank you uh that you, you you brought us out in verse one lord you poured out blessings on your land you restored the fortunes
nations of Israel. You forgave the guilt of your people. What has happened here? Not only uh, did God bring them out um, of, of bondage, because many times in the word of God, unfortunately for Israel, God allowed calamity. He allowed their oppressor to take them uh, to take over them uh, because they were outside of God's will. That's not always the case, but sometimes it's very true because God is a God of order. When you get out of order, bad things happen when the people of God get out of order. This is revival season. You got to look at yourself and say, am I out of order in any way in my life? You got to look at yourself. That's why it's more comfortable for me to talk about sin these days and not feel like I'm being judgmental because I can say, listen, we can talk about any type of sin you want to. We can talk about sin as it relates to sexuality. We can talk about sin as it relates to finances. We can talk about sin as it relates to food. We can talk about sin as it relates to how you want to go and move some furniture when you get to work today. No, because the question of sin is not judgment. The question of sin is, am I in alignment with God's will? And that's what the pulpit always wants to get across to you. I'm not interested in judging you, but the question is, if you want everything that God has for you, the ultimate question is, is, is what you are engaged in, are you outside of God's will? Somebody today, you need to look at something that you're doing, and the Holy Spirit has been convicting you just a little bit. Uh, the Holy Spirit is saying, now you know you can't keep gossiping. The Holy Spirit is keep saying, now you know you can't keep doing this or can't doing that. And what we are doing is ultimately asking ourselves in revival, God, search us and find us in those areas that we are outside of your will. Help us, God, to get back in alignment. And so uh, the psalmist here is saying, God, I thank you uh, for, uh, for 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 bringing us out, but I but I lost something, and I thank you uh, for um, um, uh, forgiveness of sin. That's verse two. You forgave the guilt of your people. Yes, you covered all of their sin which is the reminder that even if you've been outside of the will of God, the word of God declares if we do it, if we confess our sins, come on, what a Sunday school crowd at, if we confess our sins, God is faithful and just to do what, y'all? To forgive our sins. Isn't that an amazing thing about our God that all we have to do is say, God, I messed up. God, I, I have this struggle. God, I'm trying to do it the right way. The word of God declares if we confess, he's faithful and just to forgive. Uh, but if we want to make sure that we are forgiven, it requires requires repentance, right? Which requires us to say, I'm not going to do that no more. I'm not going back over there no more. I'm not going to say that no more. I'm not going to poison my body anymore. I'm going to be who you called me to be, but God, I'm going to be real about it. If I had the power to do it on my own, I would have been done. Is there anybody that's ever been caught up in something? Oh, this is the real cloud. Is the real crowd. Is there anybody that has been caught up with some in something or caught up with somebody, and you said, Lord, I've been with a disconnected myself from that joker. I've been with a did it this way, but God, I don't have the power. But I'm going to be real with you, God. I know this is not for me. Well, I know uh, this thing needs to change. I know this circumstance needs to stop. I'm preaching to somebody this morning. God is saying, I hear you. I know you want to stop, and I understand your heart. I know you would have stopped, but I'm here to remind you that revival is here, and because of the presence of the Lord in your life right now, and because of what's happening in the atmosphere, there is enough Holy Ghost power and you are surrounded by enough prayer warriors this morning, bro. You are enough surrounded by enough prayer warriors this morning, six, that chains are being broken on this day. Chains are being broken on this Wednesday morning. Oh, I wish I had some prayer warriors that know that your power and your prayer life is strong enough, not just to break your chains. You got some prayer power that can break the chains of some people that are on the line this morning. Oh, y'all thought y'all came for just 
just another devotional. Not today. Today we came to break some chains. Why? Because revival is here. What a prayer warrior is that? Are y'all touching and agreeing with me virtually? Because there's some people on Facebook that need some chains broken. There's some people on YouTube that need some chains broken. There's some people in the app right now that need the chains broken. People in Zoom that need the chains broken. People that are download this later. Listen, let them know that they are, you are touching and agreeing right now that revival is here, that this is just, this is not no ordinary day, that God is doing some things in your life. And God is saying the very thing that you have been trying to turn away from, the very thing that you have been trying to break away from, the very habit you've been trying to break, the very thing that you've been trying to shift, you've been spending your whole life in disarray. You've been spending your whole life in disappointment. What God is saying, I've sent a revival in the land and what you can't do uh, it may be uh, you just need to learn how to tap into my power like never before because revival is in the land and, and when that happens the psalmist says this when you realize that God has forgiven you and God has covered your sins listen I'm so glad and I'm so thankful for the blood because the blood uh, covers can I tell you and remind you about the history of God covering our sins do you know that the history of God covering our sins goes back to the book of Genesis. Y'all, let me tell you what God is doing to me in my studies these days. He's doing something crazy. He's not revealing everything to me at the same time as it relates to what to share with y'all, but he'll give me a concept. Last night, I'm like, God, what's the move for the devotion? And he kept putting blood on my mind. I said, God, I don't understand it. I'm, I'm trying to catch it. And I go and I start thinking and he said, go back to the place where you first learned about how I cover sins and, and, and go back and help the people to understand that I'm still covering them so they don't have to worry about the mistake of yesterday. I'm still covering them. They don't have to worry about the people that are disappointed in them. I'm still covering them. They don't have to worry about the people that want to take them out. I'm still covering them. They don't have to worry about demonic attack. I'm still covering them in the middle of spiritual warfare. I'm still covering them as they go through employment. I'm still covering them as they search the desires of their heart. Take them back to the book of Genesis. I said, yes, Lord, I see where you're going. Don't you know that God has been covering his people since the book of Genesis around that third chapter when Adam and Eve uh, took a bite of the forbidden fruit and they got knowledge revealed to them that they otherwise should not have had. They discovered that they were naked and that was the first time that they sinned. And when they were sin when they sinned, not only did they discover that they were naked, they had a problem. And so when they discovered that they're naked and they have sinned, what God does is the first time we see blood uh, being used to cover sin. You say, what do you mean, Pastor Walt? Oh, God had to take an animal and he sacrificed that animal and he used the skin from that animal to cover Adam and Eve. And because God is a God of order, every since that time in Genesis, whenever there was sin that needed to be covered, uh, there's a lamb that has to be shed. I hope y'all hear me this morning. I know this is not Bible study, but I hope you can shout off the fact that since the first sin, God has been using blood to cover us. And I want to let you know and give you some good news to all the New Testament saints. Uh, we have a perfect lamb, one that was without blemish, or one that was not raised in a farm, but he was raised uh, in the ghetto of Galilee, uh, of, of Nazareth, down and through to 42 generations and whose, whose blood was shed because the word of God is true. What can wash away our sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make us whole again? Nothing but the blood. And revival is here to remind us that 
there is no revival without the covering of the blood. Did you hear what I said? There is no revival without the covering of the blood. That's why we must make confessions daily. God, I forgive you. I confess uh, that I sin. God, cover me with your blood. God, I, I need you today. Cover me because the blood still works and it will never lose its power. And so that's why sometimes you may hear people say in, 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 a, in, in, a, in, a, in an example type of format, I plead the blood. That's why you will hear people say, God, cover me uh, because the word of God reminds us nothing uh, but the blood of Jesus can make us whole. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can set us free. Nothing but the blood of Jesus can send revival just when we need it the most because it's because of the blood that you can get a prayer through. It's because of the blood that you can be filled with the Holy Ghost. It's because of the blood that you can be everything that God has called him to be. I wish I had some people that don't mind having revival and celebrate the fact and thank God because of the blood even before we get to Easter weekend. And as a matter of fact, what happens here when the psalmist uh, gets to ha gets happy and realize that he's been covered, there's a moment of interlude. In the, in the King James Version, there's a moment of Salah. I wish we could just give God about five seconds of Salah right there. That's problems in your life where you got to pause and you got to reflect on what God is doing. And so now the psalmist is reflecting on the fact uh, that, that, that God has restored them. And, and he's thankful but that, that God has restored them, but, but they lost something. For those that came in late, I need you to catch this. We are saying that revival is here. And this psalmist is happy that they've been restored, but they lost something. One analogy that just came in my spirit. Listen, uh, for African-Americans, we understand the concept. Didn't God not deliver us uh, from uh, from, from from slavery? Didn't God not deliver us from 400 years of oppression? But can't we all testify that even though we came out of that, uh, we lost something in that? Yeah, we lost some, some culture in that. Yeah, we, we lost some history in that. Yeah, we lost some learning in that. Yeah, we lost some education. And y'all can now relate with him. He said, God, I thank you for bringing out a bond, us out of bondage, but I lost something. I, I thank you for, for covering us, but, 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 but there's still something missing. And then he takes a moment and pause but then he goes back and he goes back into reflection and then he starts to shout about the mercy of God in verse three. He says, you held back your fury. You kept back your blazing anger. He says, now this God, that's mercy, y'all. One of the things about revival is that you have to understand that God has been merciful each and in every area of your life. May I remind you once again what mercy is? I wish I had some people in the comments that don't mind telling your sisters and brothers what mercy is mercy is that when we don't get the penalty that we deserve for what we did. You want to know what mercy looks like? Oh, I'm going to be real, uh, real, real. Some of us uh, had some had some, some, some late night creeps back in the day that we probably didn't protect ourselves the way that we should have and what should could have been a real bad situation end up being God's mercy because what you could have gotten, you didn't get. Uh, there are some people that have taken some things and put it in their body and got behind the wheel 
and what uh, what could what should have been their death end up you end up experiencing God's mercy. There are some people that were absolutely disobedient and did everything that God told you to do, and you found yourself in a situation where you could have lost your life, but because of God's mercy, you did not get the punishment that you deserve. The psalmist is finally starting to discover that some things happen in our life because of our decision, but because God loves us, he does not give us the punishment that we deserve. There are some people, can I talk to some seniors? You say, well, it's been 50 years since I was engaged in some of that, but because you are not doing what you are supposed to do, there are some punishment that should have headed your way, but God's mercy has been availed to you, and God has said, I'm not going to give you the punishment that you deserve, but the revival is here, and now is the time for you to be and do everything that God has called you to do. When I think about uh, the mercy of God, y'all know what I envision in my mind. You tell me what you envision. When I think about the mercy of God, I, I see myself standing on the edge of a beach. I see myself looking back toward the resort, but what I don't see behind me is a hundred foot wave uh, that is coming to come take me out. And the reason that the wave has not taken me out because there is a hand holding back the wave. That's what I think about when I think about mercy. I think about that I've done enough stuff wrong. I think about I've disappointed God. I think about I've disappointed family. I, I think about I've disappointed friends. I think about that I've got it wrong and I've built this hundred foot wave of judgment and condemnation. But I'm glad that hand is the hand of the Lord God Almighty who reminds us that there is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. And God is saying, I'm going to hold back the wave. I'm not going to let it take you out because I am merciful. And all I want you to do is understand that revival is here and you have this opportunity to be everything that I've called you to be. And so now he's excited because he understands that uh, revival is here and, he, and he's celebrating God's mercy. And now he says, this God, I, I understand that you, you brought us out, but I, uh, but I lost something. I thank you for covering me, God, but I'm still not my whole self. And now, God, I even have to acknowledge uh, that you're merciful. So you are a giving God, God. And I, and I see that you love me. So God, can I ask you a question in verse four? You have to reflection in verse four. He asked a question, verse four. He says, now uh, restore us again, uh, O God of our salvation. Put aside your anger against us once more. Verse five, will you be angry with us always? Will you prolong your wrath to all generations? What was happening here? He's trying to figure out if God is allowing these things to happen because of his anger towards us. And I would argue that if God was really, 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 really angry, God would have taken them out. But God's mercy is still on display. He's reflecting here. He's trying to understand what's going on. Sometimes when we see a psalmist right, it's a moment of reflection. They're trying to understand what's going on. You've been trying to figure out if God has been angry with you is why it has not happened for you yet. You've been trying to understand what you did and why it hadn't turned around for you yet. And sometimes it's about you, but sometimes it has nothing to do with you. Perhaps you're just like Job and God has just tapped you on his shoulder to be a witness to other people that you can go through anything and come out victorious. I know we don't like when we get that Job tap, but every now and then we get that Job tap. But when we get that Job tap, I want to remind you of something. When God taps you on the shoulder and says it's been your season to go through pain, it's been your season to go through being criticized, it's been your season to go through being misunderstood, it's been your season where they don't even call and ask you to do 
anything anymore. It's been your season where you don't hear from people like they used to. It's been your season in the past where, it's, where it has not happened. Here is what the psalmist teaches us to do. When you go through that moment of reflection, here is the question in verse six. Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? My God, that is the question of revival. God, I understand uh, that, 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 that you brought us out of bondage, but I lost some in bondage. God, I'm thankful that you forgave us uh, and, and you cover our sins. God, I thank you that you're um, merciful. God, I'm wondering where you're angry at me. God, now I've, that I've been reflective, the question is, and, uh, and now I've got this Job tap going on, well, you tap me for no reason. The question is, will you send revival? That's the question of revival. It does not matter if God selected you like he selected Job. It doesn't matter if you selected yourself by being disobedient. The question that we all have is in verse six, won't you revive us again? Is there anybody that does not ask? Am I asking that for your family? God, my family has been in too much drama. The last time we was together, it almost went left. Won't you revive us again? God, me and my spouse don't talk like we used to. It has not been going so good. Won't you revive us again? God, when I look at the situation in the schoolhouse and things are not going the way they should, won't you revive us again? God, my seven-year-old experienced his first uh, moment where he had to have an awkward encounter with a student of a, of, a, of a different race. God, don't let this new generation start off like we did. Will you not send revival in the children so they don't even have to understand that I deal with this racism stuff? That's the question of revival. I don't know what you're about you, but we got to spend the last few minutes that we have praying for revival because verse six is a prayer request. It's the beginning of it. Won't you revive us again so that your people can rejoice in you? The psalmist understood the scripture that reminds us that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And the reason that you need some revival is because you need some strength. Somebody say that I need some strength. Where are the people that need some strength? The reason Pastor Walt is yelling and screaming at this time of the morning is because you need some strength. And the joy of the Lord is your strength. And how do you get your joy back when you don't have a lot to smile about? You get your joy back when God sends a revival. So I need you to pray with me, Lord, give me some joy so I can get my strength back. Are y'all praying with me when we pray for revival? We got to pray for Lottie, Dottie, and everybody. You got to pray for your pastor, not just me if I'm your pastor, but you got to pray for all pastors in the land. Matter of fact, I pray uh, for, for, for Dr. Lynch at Ebenezer. I pray uh, for, for myself. I pray uh, for uh, Pastor Farrell. I pray for Pastor Wilson. I pray for all of the pastors that I'm connected to. I pray for my own father who's a pastor. I pray for the pastors that are on the line. I pray uh, for, for, for all of the pastors. Pastor Smith, Quintero Smith. I pray for the pastors. You know why? Because God works through those pastors to be able to send revival through the church. Will you pray for the pastors today? We can't pray for the pastors only. We got to pray for the laity. We got to pray for the secondary leaders. We got to pray that God sends a revival through those that are secondary leaders. We got to pray for y'all that are leaders in the community. We got to pray revival is all about prayer. When you want to experience revival, you got to spend some time in intense prayer. As a matter of fact, I'm asking you to take 15 minutes of your lunch break today and just go into prayer for revival, but just go into prayer for God to move. Are you hearing me today? God is saying that revival comes when the prayer is intense and we have been praying for God to do a different thing. God, 
show yourself mighty God, pour out your spirit. God, show us this. Are y'all praying with me? I need you to drop names in there. I'm praying for my mom. Send a mom. Mom, if you're listening this morning, the prayer request is that God will send a revival to 708 Westchester Drive. Send a, send a revival. I'm praying for my brothers. My brothers are awesome people, but God, I know you got more for them. You want to draw them back into the church like, uh, and do a new thing in their life. Send a revival for my, for my brothers. Are y'all praying with me? We ain't playing with this thing no more. God, now thank you for what you're doing in my finances, but God, I need to do some different things. I need to uh, stop living for paycheck to paycheck so that I can serve the way you call me to serve in finances. And God, I'm not so strong in that area, but God, send a revival in that area of my life because when God's revival comes, all needs are supplied. Did you hear what I said? When the revival shows up, every need is supplied. When revival shows up, every need is supplied and every last one of us has a need and our needs are different. Don't judge me because I don't need what you need because revival is here. We can all get what we need. I need this and you may need that. So I'm going to pray for your that and you pray for my this. Why? Because revival is here. Will thou not revive us again? Are y'all praying with me? We only got about 60 seconds. You better drop everything in there and call out. Come, I'm praying for our nation. I'm praying for our uh, president. Send a revival to the White House, Father God. Send a revival to county, to city hall. Send a revival, God, because it's the season, God, where you want to pour out your spirit on everybody that wants to move differently. And let me tell you this, when real revival, when you experience real revival, what you should expect from in your life is not for God just to meet your needs. What you're going to see is your spiritual gifts start to shift and they're going to blossom. I speak blossoming uh, of your spiritual gifts in this season before this 40 days is over. You know why? Because God wants to use you at a level that you have not been used at ever in your life. Did you just hear what I said? I speak a blossoming of your spiritual gifts over the next 40 days because God is going to use you like you have never been used before. There's some people that call yourself introverts. I'm going to be so glad. I'm going to be laughing at the end of the 40 days because God is saying, you're going to be the one I'm going to get a microphone to. There's been some people that you've been worshiping at home a long time and God laughing and said, now you've been by yourself, but I got to bring you back because there's such an anointing on you. I got to put you back in front of the people. And I'm going to say, welcome back, sis. Welcome back, bro, because I understand what is happening. Your spiritual gifts are blossoming. Why? Because God has sent a revival. And every time you, you see a revival, there is a shift. There is a change. Things don't say the same. And if what I'm perceiving is true, we're going to see some shifting. We're going to see some changing in the people of God. It's seven o'clock, y'all. I wish it wasn't. I stay here all morning, but we got to pray and, and we got to um, get ready for what God is already doing. And we got to get ready for tonight's move of God. Somebody say, this is a move. To, you got to bring a coworker tonight. Re real revival, old school revival. You will bring somebody that been to church in a while. You will bring somebody that don't believe in God. Say, come in tonight and just see what's going to happen. Somebody tell them, this is a move. This is a move. Tonight is a move. We're going to see God move in an amazing way. Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help I know. God, if thou were to withdraw thyself from me, where should I go? God, I thank you for the revival that you've already started in this nation. I thank you for what you want to do. And I thank you, God, for, for, for thinking about a little old lust down here 
in Charlotte, North Carolina. God, I thank you for thinking about us in various places because I do recognize some people are calling in from various places in the land, but they are here today because they have also been called to this moment where you want to send a revival, where you want to do something afresh, God. And tonight, God, we're going to meet you. So to God, today, God, we commit ourselves to praying, God, that you will send a revival, that people will be restored, that people will be renewed, that, that we will see miracle signs and wonders, that you will uh, help people to understand who they are in the spirit. God, I thank you uh, for what's going to happen tonight. This is a move. I thank you uh, for what you're going to pour out tonight, God, and I thank you for what you're already pouring out today. But some people may not be able to make it tonight. They don't have to make it tonight because you're doing it today. You're doing it right now. This is a move of God, and I thank you, Lord, for it. God, I thank you for what you're doing right here on this call this morning. Somebody is experiencing a revival right now in their house. They're experiencing right a revival right now in their circumstance. They're experiencing a revival in their circle. God, I praise you for that, and I thank you. Now, God, God, give us the strength, God, to share the good news of what's available to the people of God. Let us share that with our co-workers. Let us share it with our neighbors. Let us share, us, share it with, with friends, God, because they need to understand that you're doing a greater work in the land today. God, touch us uh, like we need to be touched heal us like we need to be healed. God, send it your spirit in an amazing way. And oh Lord, when it's all said and done, God, we're careful to give your name all of the glory. We give your name all of the honor. We give your name all of the praise for us in the mighty and undisputed name of Jesus. We pray that the people of God say amen, amen, amen. Revival is here. Love you all. Look forward to seeing those of you that I can. We will be laying hands. We will be setting free. I'm looking forward to what God is going to do. To God be the glory. Glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. Amen. God bless and go in peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Wald podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.